you also, for me, also have this mental health issue. Because right now, I mean, right now, Right back. 
work out to yourself. But if they decide, well, we just we feel that you are rehabilitated, we're gonna let you out. You get out, then you get out into society. When you get out into society, here's what happens: you gotta go down to a PO, which is a probation officer. Now, our probation officers are really, really good. They really do want to help you. You get some probation officers who care about you, and all they say is, you need a reason to get you back home. Matter of fact, I really don't care about you. I'm going to get back home. So, and then you have to find out who's taking And this is taking space that you cannot be around anyone that's been this yourself. So, if you're, say, your uncle is going to get you Say your brother himself, you can't be around him. Say it's your auntie, your father, anyone yourself, you cannot be around him. And in some states, you can't even come near the destiny of a firearm. It doesn't matter whether it's a water gun or a TV gun. If your, say your kids are playing in that terrible water gun, you can't even be around him playing with water gun. That is, that is a violation of your Violation of the probation, you can go back to jail. If you go to a, say you go to a McDonald's, go eat with your, with your, with your family. And in that McDonald's, there's one of your homeboys who also, who's also a felon. If you are socialized with him, and a cop. Bill, when he can't get a job, 
Oh, but they expect me to get a job. How is going to get a job? There's no way to get a job. There's no way. And then you got to think about, like, the mind, AK Ultimate, mind control. That's in prison. Seriously, it's in prison. It's in elementary school. You know why I say, you know when I said about the, um, when I said about the, um, the school, the school, the prison pipeline? Okay. Oh, let me give you an example. You got kids, okay? You got kids, right? Say, for instance, you, you got kids, you got a daughter or a son or a bunch of kids. Say, for instance, one day, you got a day off from work. Say, you got a day off from work Wednesday. And the whole day is your day off. And, you know, you went to work and your boss told you, hey, we're shutting the place down for today. Take the day off. Everybody, everybody take the day off today. You got a free day. You want to go spend it with your kids. You go to your school. You walk into your school, and you go, you walk into the school, walk into the school, and you go, hey, I want to, um, I want to, I want to sign my daughter, I want, I'm going to pick my daughter up, I want to sign her out for the day, I want to, I'll sign my son out for the day. You know the first thing we're going to ask you? For what? Why do you want? Oh, I'm sorry, no. No, um, no. It's not going to happen, no. Some schools would be like, yeah, sure, why not? But now you can say the time, it's no. Or you go to school to see your kids. Um, I need to see my daughter. Um, what's the reason? That I can't tell you. I need to see my daughter. Um, I'm terribly sorry, sir. You have to wait till after school. No, I need to see her now. I'm terribly sorry, sir. You can't. We're going to call the police. If you believe in go to school just to see your kids, just to tell your kids, hey, I love you. Or, hey, I brought you one. If you don't tell the administrator why you're why you need to see your kids, that is that is systemic reason by prison because they're controlling. Everything is a control. Some control. Some mind thing control. You know, and um, I'm, I'm 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 seriously, you know, and then you know and then you have this idea where you know and you have to you have to ask yourself, you know, you know, and, and one other thing is if you know some friends of yours One thing that'll keep a person going is knowing that you got their back. Write them a letter. If you can get their um, you get their commissary address, if you can if you can if you can if you can afford to spend money on going to McDonald's, going to Starbucks, you know, getting something to eat out at early now and then, you can afford to set aside twenty, thirty, forty dollars. You know, put that on someone's book. You know, that little bit of money, that little bit of commentary for someone in jail will actually benefit from great. There's people in jail that family members don't even talk to them. Don't even see them. Yeah, I know you do the crime, you do the crime. You get to feel that human beings are people. We just kind of put ourselves in jail. And they're people too. And you gotta understand that human beings, you gotta realize they're human beings. And you gotta love them conditionally. Let them know that you still love them. You know, you know what? Let me ask you something. Here, I'm going to tell you what you do. You know, and this is what I will tell you just every day. You know, mental health is a very serious problem with a lot of people that are in jail and prison system and stuff. And, and that's something that you got to understand. You know, you know that um, 
what I don't understand? How come they don't label PTSD in the hood a disease? That means that people in the people in the inner city, urban areas, as well as the rural areas, or specifically, what I mean is like people in Chicago versus like people in Chicago, like people in the Appalachia area, up in the mountains and coal mining areas of Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky. People living in these little towns and stuff, that, that PTSD is really bad. People, there's a job, they want it bad, the economy is bad, people are, are engaging with drugs, or, or people are stealing, people are just doing what they gotta do to survive. Listen, in this day and age in the economy, you gotta be able to understand that survival is the fittest. Um, I, I, and I mean that sincerely because. Literally, you gotta understand that those people, you gotta, you gotta love, you gotta, you know, and, 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 and this is one thing that I'm gonna say, and, and this is kind of not a little bit off subject, but I'm gonna bring it in, we we'll bring it back a little bit, but I wanna throw this in there. Look, you're thinking about if you're locked up or you know someone, you know, let them know. And also, if you're thinking about things like when it comes to people, you're getting out. Out in the world and out and stuff, you gotta put, you gotta hold your, you gotta put your politics on the Put your politics in the house. Hold them accountable. They work for you. And what if you, you don't tell a lot, if you ever get told by a cop, you get told by a police, don't tell a police officer, oh, you work for me. It doesn't work that Because that in return will make a negative conversation. And it'll make that cop just get irate. Because you hear that all the time. Oh no, you work for me. You work for me. My taxes pay. My taxes pay. You know what you do? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You want to take, you want to you hit a police, you want to hit the police department where it hurts. Hit them right where it hurts. Hit them in their pocket. The money. Follow the money. Meaning that they're pinching. Cops don't like that when it's pinching. Cops don't like it when you're hitting where the money's at. This is city where it hurts at. Oh, even though that is your tax dollars, yeah, that's your tax dollars. Yes, that's your money that you're thinking that you can get. Hit that where it hurts. You want to hit where it hurts. Hit them in your face. Now, now, here's another thing. Now, all cops are bad. There's only a few right now. If you're right. Because you have one or two white apples and make everybody look bad. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not Mr. Critic. I'm not saying peace. I'm not saying nothing bad about peace officers. Because I know a lot of good cops. I know a bunch of good cops. And they do a really good job. But the problem is we have one or two that just look bad. We have one or two in your department that does bad and make everybody look bad. I know the other day I was driving and, and I saw this cop. Literally. At the light. He's on his cell phone. On his cell phone driving. In a police vehicle. Not a gunbox car, not a POV, personal owned vehicle, POV, personal owned vehicle. No, he was in a car. Driving with driving on a cell phone. Now, if I'm driving on a cell phone, like that four vehicle driving, I get pulled over, I get a ticket. You know that this department also has a thing called common courtesy. If a cop pulls over another cop and he's drunk, or he's doing something where he needs to get a ticket or he's going to jail, you know they get the courtesy ride home. 
you know, if a cop is in a domestic violence case where a cop beats up his wife or or uh, girlfriend or partner, because you know some cops, you know, they met or they are their lifestyle. You know, they give them what you call a courtesy. What they do, they'll tell them, go go to a motel. If you the if you jump, they'll say, um, pull your car over, We'll give you a ride home. They give them a courtesy ride home. Now let one of us. No matter, no, no matter what color you are, because in this, in this case, when you're drunk, you're drunk. Let, let a regular citizen get pulled over. You know what they do? They'll be like, you have to be a driver's license, insurance, boom, 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 boom. Um, the reason I want to pull you out, um, let's do a survival check. Um, I see you swerving. Uh, okay. Um, uh, why are you swerving? Boom. I smell alcohol. You you're drinking? You're, you know, you're on it. Boom, boom. Boom, you're going to jail. One hand, you don't need two hands, 
Don't use your body. Still stay. Still stay locked in. Still stay locked in. I'm unbuckling myself. And you know that. Reach over, grab Buckle yourself back. Before you buckle yourself back, you hand in your insurance. Say, excuse me, officer. I'm, I'm going to pick up and get my wallet, get my wallet where my driver's license is. Your woman, I'm reaching my purse. Do everything by number. Let him know that. Then he says, okay, wait for his response. If he doesn't respond, you need to keep yourself. Officer, I'm going to lift myself up and get my wallet. I'm seeing Is that okay? You'll say yes or no. If he says no, you, you wait. If he says yes, you lift up, you get it, and you hold it for him. The next thing you do is you give him your driver's license. You don't talk no more. At all. If you know that you're in, oh, this is one thing that's really going to save you. Buy yourself a bag. You got them on Wix. You can go to Wix. Wix mobile app is really good. Buy your dash cam. Dash cam will actually protect you. And will actually save you. Use dash cam. If you were dash cam, dash cam will protect you. It will actually help you because it will keep you from getting in trouble. Turn the dash cam on. Turn the dash off. Record everything. Record everything. Conversation, everything. Because it's your word versus him. You have to go to court when you need that. Alright? Once he does everything, if he tells you, um, I need to step back to the car. You need to say, um, am I being detained? No, I just want to talk to you. You say, no, no, sir. Don't ever, don't, don't ever ask the cop, hey, um, I need to see your supervisor. You know, don't ever say, hey, I need to speak to a supervisor. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because when you do that, you're, you're making trouble. If you, if you really want to see a supervisor, go ahead. You can ask for it. But you might need to say, um, you need to get a team call for another officer or a sergeant or your lieutenant that's floating. Ask for your floating supervisor. You have to ask for it, ask for it. Make sure you know what you're doing because you're innocent. Ask for supervisor. And then put and then tell the officer, excuse me. I'm putting my hand up on the dash. And keep me there. Literally, keep your hands on the dash. Always. Do not, not do that. Once you put your hands on the dash, leave me there. So straight ahead. Make sure you're recording video or audio or both. Cell phone, I would get that everything. When an officer comes back and the, and the other person comes back and they sit there and they start talking and stuff, you listen everything you're saying. You don't need crap. You know, make sure your make sure your make sure your papers are written, make sure your insurance is good, you got everything you're in order. You do. Now if you sit there and you have to write your ticket, you have to write your ticket. Ask the officer. And if you're recording, ask the officer. No matter how loud he's singing, no matter how irate he's going, no matter how mad he's yelling, he's calm and he's saying, excuse me, can I get your name and badge for me? And he 
where I fall. You know, because some some cities, like the city I'm from in the Midwest, um, Kansas City, when it's a major holiday, they have what you call Coco around around the witching hour. 1 30, 1.30 to 3, 1.30 to 3.30 is called the witching hour. And that is the hour where cops are out and about. And also be sitting cops are out and about and they're really pulling people over that's right. I'm sure they'll pull you over the heart. Because they know you're coming to the clubs and stuff. So boom, they pull you over. I used to get pulled over left and right. And I worked. I worked the night shift. I worked the evening shift. Evening shift. And I closed. I was closing. And every time I could get pulled over left and right, cops were like, where you headed? You got off work. Where you work at? And I wore the hat and everything. I, I worked at the Sunset Restaurant. Seven times. Huh. Right off the Sunset Restaurant. Huh. Really? Are you been drinking? Um, I was at work. Well, you work at the restaurant? No, I work in the back. I don't work in the front. I work in the back. And I, I work a lot of times. Not a lot of people. Just a lot. And I used to tell them, I'm not allowed to do that. It's against the law. I can do I can lose my life. Lose my job and my life, and they and they would go, oh really? Yeah, and they were like, all right, go ahead. Then they, then that's around about about a couple weeks later, they do it again. They do another road stop. So they're doing this routine around the city, checking people on Friday. I work, I work every weekend. I always work every weekend. I have the weekdays on. The weekend, I just stop. And then when I see the top of me, like, he goes, uh, where you where you where you headed? Uh, where you going? Come from work. Really? He stopped me two weeks ago. Same place. Same house. And he looks for, oh, oh yeah, I remember you. Boom, done. I go. Boom, done. I go. And I'm, I'm cordial. I'm not mean or anything. I'm not mad or anything. I'm tired. I'm going to home. Boom, done. That's the interaction. I'm going to tell you right now, some interactions are pretty bad. Because right now, they have a lot of loopy cops out there on the there, there, um, that's the one thing I did, I did, I did notice about something. In the, um, when it comes to police departments in major cities, in the suburbs, cops are different from the suburbs versus, like, what's your neighborhood versus the inner city cops. And systemically, the inner city cops are mostly real The reason why, they want them to earn their stripes. Uh, there's no thing called get college. Cops sit there and talk about how many cars they got. How many cars they got means how many how many people they arrest. That's what cars mean. And when a cop will sit there and talk to you, and like in prison, and the county jail say, you know, they say, um, I got I got six buckets. I got six buckets open. That means they got six cells open. Back in the old days, people used to when they used to um that bucket was where they put the food in. And you can wash up in it. Yeah, like the old days, they hand you a bucket. And that's what they did. They hand you a bucket and you, systemically, that's what they gave you. That's what they mean, the old bucket. And they hand you a bucket and it's an old, it's an old, stubborn thing. And um, that's how it is and stuff. So, um, and that's how the um, systemically of the jails and prisons and stuff like that. And that's the old term. So they go, how many buckets, you know, how many collars, you know, how many buckets, you know, cops are good cops. There's good cops in that. And, um, and, you know, and you gotta, um, you gotta really, I mean, you know, you, you gotta maintain yourself. And I mean, you gotta follow the rules, know the law, seriously, know your rights, know the law. 
And there's this video by Avery Benet called The 13th. It's talking about the 13th Amendment. Uh, seriously, I mean, put your comments in Senators and politicians on blast. This is reform. This is, this is, this is prison reform. It's got to change the law. I believe the law. We don't change the law. The people are not too much. You think the prison system is getting better? Prison reform is getting better? No, it's getting worse. And it's nothing to do with the, the current administration. It has to do with, with what the previous administration and the previous administration and the previous administration did. There was a cop out of Florida. Before I go, there was a cop out of Florida. He literally was on on his gas tank planting drugs. There was another video I saw where a cop literally got in the car. He literally got in the car. There was no drugs in the car. Not a single drug in the car. Two minutes later, his partner comes, looks in the car, and finds his bag. No bag in the car. I go, he stands there and tells the young black man, he's a person of color, and black man, he tells him, oh, look what I found under the seat. Is it yours? Is it your, you're the one driving your car. The guy goes, here's what the gentleman said. He found that where? Under the seat. Driver's seat. Um, excuse me. He told the other officer, may I please make a phone call? He goes, um, who you calling? I'm calling the I'm calling the rental agency that I got my car from. Because this is the car that I just picked up from the rental agency. Let me make a phone call to them. Let them know that they found there they found drugs. They found illegal drugs in the car. Because I just picked this car up. Here's what he did. He picked up he told him he called me about it. He called the rental agency and he said, he said, Yeah, hi. Hi, my name is Frank Frank. I just picked up the car from y'all. Oh yeah. Is there any problems? Yes, there is. I just got pulled over by the local law enforcement in such and such, um, such a, excuse me, um, officer, what is your name? He said, your name, your name? They said that they were searching my car, they searched my car when I just picked it up from you. They just found the bag of cocaine in the car. And I just picked it up from you no more than 10 minutes ago, more than 5 minutes ago. I just drove down the street, 5 minutes from you. They said you found some cocaine in the car. Um, can you send your supervisor over? Can you send your manager or supervisor over to where I'm at? I'm right down the street. Um, you go out the street, go out of your building, go straight down the street, and you'll see me there being pulled over. Can you send them down there? Okay, they said, yes, we'll be down there. Boom. They came down. The car just got detailed and everything. He just took the car up. He was driving to, he was driving the car. He had not he had not got, he just drove the car to go pick up his luggage at the airport. At the airport, he got a shuttle. They shuttled him to the car lot to go get his car. He signed his release and everything. They took the car clean. They took the small car, the car details and everything. They had to come down. And when they came down, they stood there and they said, you found what in the car? Cocaine? Baby shoes? Huh. That wasn't in the car when we got it. And he, and the thing about it was, the black gentleman was a lawyer. He just went along, 
you and the weird thing, the dumb, weird nice thing about it was, he's like, he asked, he asked for his car to have an inboard camera built in the car. Inboard gas camera was built in the car, and the camera was activated. And he goes, oh, by the way, he looked at the officer and said, oh, by the way, this car right here that I rented had an inboard gas camera. And the gas camera inside the car, vehicle, was recorded. So, you're good. Thank you. Um, so, I'm going to jail. Thank you. Y'all can leave now. You can go to jail now. Um, y'all can, um, um, you stuff to me. You stuff to me. Um, you had it. You know, the memory kit, you can out. Boom. Thank you. You can get me. You can get out. And he said, thank you. Time, 
myself or something else that Thank you. 